This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. guys this is rob carbone coming at you with another episode of bd4 episode 120 120 of bd4 where there is no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis hope everybody's doing well you know it's the same routine really don't have to um talk about much because it's the same shit there's nothing that's going on right now Still trying to get the sports world back up and started. You know, we're hearing some slight movement in both the NBA and MLB. We're hearing some kind of noise. Um, of course, in Major League Baseball, owners and players are, are you know kind of fighting over the financial aspect of it all. And in the NBA, you know, we've kind of been back and forth in terms of the news around the NBA. Because if you haven't, you know, if you've been following it, I think about a month ago, I want to say, you know, it was Adrian Wojnarowski saying that, you know, the vibes were pessimistic. Now, a couple of days ago, I see a report on SportsCenter saying, you know, owners and, and, and teams and GMs are hopeful that the season will resume. So I really don't know, you know, when it comes to uh, the NBA, um, it, it's it's tough. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Definitely a very strange scenario being that, you know, the season was nearly complete. Um, you know, there's about 18 games or so remaining. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they, if they resume, to see how they resume as well. Um, so, you know, it's the same shit tonight for us here on, on BD4. Episode 120, another prospect, you know, another, um, you know, late first, second round prospect that we're going to dive into and um, voice crack and... um you know, as soon as we're done with these late first, second round prospects, we're going to work our way down to the lottery players, you know, the guys, the prospects that are going to be picked in the lotto. And that'll be more exciting, right? The more well-known names like LaMelo Ball, Cole Anthony, who, you know, the Knicks have uh, <laughs> have been doing extensive homework on uh, reportedly. And then, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, and then, you know, maybe cover some of the bigs like Obi Topin, uh, James Wiseman, and, you know, a couple of other guys. So we're going to, you know, keep doing our little uh, thing for as long as we can, picking apart a prospect tonight or every other night. Sometimes I'll take a break here and there, but still on the late first, guys. Sometimes they're mid first, you know, um, you know and then some second round guys as well, which, you know, Leandro Balmero. 
hope I said that correctly. Leandro Balmaro um, is a prospect from... He's an Argentinian Argentinian combo forward, combo wing, from um, f- who played for Barcelona. Played international ball. He's about 6'7", 180 pounds. 19 years old, not 20 until September, so very young. But yeah, he played internationally for Barcelona, a few of their clubs this past season. Um, played in the Euro League and in the ACB. And, you know, in my opinion, I think... Those two leagues are, you know, outside of the NBA, those are probably the two toughest leagues um, around. You know, so he played in some tough leagues and he, you know, he was pretty productive. Um, now, the numbers I'm about to read off to you weren't, you know, they didn't jump off the table, jump out at you or anything like that. But considering the amount of minutes played, considering he didn't start in a bunch of them, and also considering that he's more of a, of a you know an eye test type of player in order to really get a true testament of his skill and talent level, um, so just keep that in mind, you know. Um, but he did average eight points, two rebounds, three assists on forty two percent, twenty eight percent, and sixty eight percent from the field three and free throw. Um, defensively collected one point three steals per game, and he did this across twenty two games this past season. Nine starts, 18 minutes per game. <clears throat> so keep that in mind. But, you know, he again, he's an eye test type of player, somebody who you kind of have to see in order to get a true testament of his talent. <clears throat> um, you know, I think he's going to go mid-first, anywhere from mid-first you know, and beyond, um, possibly picked in the second round. I do not think he'll go undrafted. I definitely think somebody's going to swoop him up um, just because I think he's got a lot of intangibles that, you know, NBA GMs, especially in today's game that he'll benefit from NBA GMs will like, um, I've heard the Manu Ginobili comparisons, right? A poor man's Manu Ginobili, uh, maybe a much better version of Pablo Prigioni. Um, you know, and he was a decent player for the Knicks. So I think the Knicks could benefit from, um, if they drafted somebody like, uh, Leandro Balmaro, he's one of those guys, you know, the ceiling may not be high, you know, that he's not going to become a star, not going to become a, um, you know, a numbers guy, probably not, but you know, the upside's not there, but it's the high floor that I'm really, you know, that I like, I I like his high floor. I think there's something there where no matter what, he'll end up being a good player. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a decent, very solid role player. If he does pan out, you know, a high end rotation regular, right. Um, that will probably be his ceiling, you know, a rotation, regular high end rotation player. Um, you know, a secondary pick and roll playmaker, um, somebody who comes off the bench for the Knicks and, and kind of, you know, gets the offense going again if they're stagnant and need a change in rhythm. So that's what we're going to dive into tonight, guys. We're going to get into it in just a second. But really quick, I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks for coming on, um, you know, and stopping by and tuning into BD4. Or if you're watching BD4 up on YouTube, thank you for doing that as well. Um, you know, if you haven't seen the last couple episodes, um, yeah, we've got a different setup. You know, we changed things around in the studio, so rearranged a little bit, you know, being bored during this quarantine. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to get to it. We're going to get to this episode and, and uh, talk about Leandro Bomero as soon as we get back from break, guys. And that's that. All right. We'll be right back.
Hey fellas, really quick, I just want to remind you, in order to subscribe to BD4, to subscribe to my blog, and to follow me on social media, all you have to do is go to my website. That's it. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, that is nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once there, guys, that will display all of my information. Where to subscribe to the podcast, how to subscribe to my blog, and where to follow me on social media. Guys, thank you so much, and let's get back to the show. It's the good instincts that I really like about him, the focus and determination. You know, I think he's a he's a very focused player, somebody who has a plan when he's out on that floor. Not really one of those guys who just runs freely, you know, like a chicken with its head cut off. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's very focused and, and determined as the uh, as a playmaker. So that's the number one, you know, strength in his game. I think is his pick and roll craft. Um, just a great passer and a great ball handler um, at a pick and roll. You know, he knows what he's doing. He's unselfish, great court awareness, good floor vision. And, you know, the passes he makes, <clears throat> they can impress you. You know, they, they're very impressive passes that he can make. Um, now, I don't know why this video keeps freezing on me. I'm going to try to fix it. Um, yeah, I don't know why, man. If you're watching the podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about, obviously. But if you're listening, you probably have no clue. I'm going to try to get, try to figure out why this is not working because it's, it's, it's been doing this the last couple of episodes where the video has just been freezing. The feed has not been working correctly. Um, I'm going to try to fix it. Hold on. Just bear with me for one sec. All right. We got it. We're good. I think we're good. All right. So, yeah, as I was saying, he's somebody who's very effective in pick and roll. That's his, you know, he's very capable at operating an effective pick and roll. Um just a great passer. And, and, you know, some of the passes this guy makes, um, they're very impressive. You know, the, he, he makes a lot of flashy passes, right? He will hit the tight windows. He will make those quick zip passes across court. He will make those, you know, passes off of ball screens effectively. Good downhill, full speed passer. He's very, very good with the ball in his hands. Great vision. Somebody who can rack up the assists, you know, just like that, um, so that's the number one thing thing I noticed about him, you know, Balmero, which is very good in pick and roll, very crafty, very smooth, changes speeds effectively, knows how to change directions, you know, shifty, just a great off the bounce player, you know, as a scorer too, and, and as a playmaker and a scorer, he has some good scoring ability, you know, especially in transition. I like, I like how he plays in transition. I think he's got a good control and a good pace to himself. Um, can run the floor in transition without the ball, but can also go coast to coast off a defensive rebound and, and be the floor general that way. Um, a great slasher in the half court. You know, he's got some sneaky explosiveness. Not always going to blow by you a ton, but occasionally he'll, he'll shock you with something, you know, something in his bag. Um, and you, you watch him, he gets to the rim pretty easily. It looks like he doesn't have to work too hard to get to the rim due to that craftiness. A good first step, um, 
You know, he just knows how to get to the rim just by being unique and creative. Um, and he finishes well. He doesn't just get to the rim, but he's an effective finisher. You know, pretty fearless when he gets to the rim. He finishes relentlessly and, and can finish with either hand, which is a big positive in my opinion. Um, and then the last positive about his offensive game, at least, is the jumper doesn't look great. Uh, it, it doesn't give you the great results yet, but it does look good. I think the release looks nice. It's pretty quick. And it just looks pretty fundamental, um, you know. So there's reason to believe that he has an upside to at least be an adequate shooter from downtown, and and you know a nice pull-up mid-range game occasionally. He'll flash that as well. So those are the positives of his offensive game. Mainly a playmaking, you know, combo wing who can, um, you know, slash effectively, and and you know when he's hot, he'll hit the jumper. Um, now defensively, he's very good. Um, I like to think he's very good. He's got a high motor. So that's the first thing you, you, you love about this kid defensively is that he's very willing. He's, you know, he's got that effort level that he wants to compete defensively and wants to make you struggle. You know, he's a fantastic, uh, side to side lateral mover. You know, he, he's very quick laterally. He pressures the ball. He's very pest-like. And that kind of goes back to what I said when I was comparing him to Pablo Prigioni, you know, when, when the Knicks had him. He was always pressuring the ball and kind of, you know, forcing the ball handler to go in a direction that they don't want to. So he's very good there. Um, and he uses his length pretty well to deflect passes. We mentioned he's 6'7". Um, so he likes to just, you know, disrupt the passing lanes and he can alter shots, you know, both you know at the rim and on the perimeter just because of his length. So he's pretty versatile in that aspect to where I think eventually um, he'll be able to guard the one to four positions if he can pan out. Um, you know, he's got good switch potential, which is good for the NBA, right? And we, lo- we know the Knicks like to switch a lot. And again, all depending on who they hire as their coach. But, you know, th- there's a good chance that their scheme defensively is going to remain switch heavy. And I think that's going to be good if they draft somebody like Balmero um, sometime mid to late first. Because um, he's got that ability to switch pretty effectively. Doesn't struggle on ball screens or anything like that. Nothing noticeable. Now, those are the positives, right? Those are the, the pros about his game. Now, he does have some weaknesses. Um, and we mentioned the shooting. Uh, the shooting does need work. I like that he's confident. You know, he's going to take a lot of threes, a lot of jumpers in some games. He'll rack up the, you know, eight, seven, you know, three-point attempts. But he, he's he's far from consistent. He has not converted nearly enough yet. Um, in particular, it's that catch-and-shoot game he really needs work at. He's not great as a spot-up shooter. Um, when he does get hot from, from three, it's the pull-up jumper that he likes to use. So he's going to need some work in, in terms of shooting the basketball, and that's obviously big. You know, that's probably going to be the big determining factor here, right? That's going to be the deciding factor um, of his career in the NBA. Can he shoot well enough to be a regular? And if he doesn't have that shooting ability, he's going to have a hard time scoring. But that's going to be the big, um, you know, the big F here. Um. He's a little bit turnover prone, um, over three turnovers per 36 minutes. And when you compare that, you know, to his low assist rate, you want that to go up. Sometimes he's a little bit too flashy, right? He, he tries to gamble a little bit too much as a playmaker at times and forces a pass when he should probably just keep it in his hands. So that you want to see increase, you know, you want to see that efficiency improve. Um, and you know, that's, that's probably his, uh, that's that's something I think that can improve. I don't think I don't hold too much weight to his turnover issues. You especially think since I think he's going to be a great playmaker in the NBA just because of his instincts and feel. 
Um, I think that'll that'll come with experience, experience, and you know, in work. Um, defensively, sometimes again, he's a good defender, but the quicker guards are going to give him some issues, and occasionally he'll also get caught ball watching, and you know, obviously he'll lose track of his man. Sometimes that comes when he tries to help too much. You know, he'll help sometimes when it isn't necessarily um, needed. You know, it's not the most necessary times when he tries to help. And, and he'll get caught ball watching due to that and kind of lose the, uh, you know, lose, lose track of his man. But uh, in the last couple things here, he, he's not the strongest yet. Again, he, he's six, seven, but he weighs what a buck 80. So the strength is an issue right now. That's going to have to improve in order for Leandro Balmero to, uh, to become an effective regular in the NBA. But I think again, that's, kind of why he's not going to be a star, but I still think he could be an effective role player if he can just gain a little bit more muscle. Um, and then last but not least, we talked about this. Don't really need to touch on this a little bit more um, at all, but the mediocre numbers, you know, small track record, nothing, nothing stand out. Um, but again, you know, the Knicks should still take a flyer on this kid if he lands you know, in their pocket at 27. I mean, I wouldn't mind taking them. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't love it, but I wouldn't hate it. Um, just a good, again, a good player who could come off the bench and give the Knicks some, you know, some rhythm. And I think that would help as a pick and roll playmaker, a second, uh, secondary playmaker, come off and come off the bench and, and propel that offense. I think he could be that pilot. <clears throat> Excuse me. He could be that you know captain that runs the ship, and I think it's there. I think that's the ability is there to be. A, you know, they need playmaking the Knicks, and if they're not going to get it um, with their lotto pick, I wouldn't mind getting somebody like Balmaro as a backup plan um, later in the first. Now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade up for him. I wouldn't go as far as to say where if he did land fifteen to twenty or something like that, I wouldn't trade up for him. I don't think I would go that far, but. Yeah, if he landed 27, I would take him. I, I wouldn't mind. Um, you know, again, all depending on who else is out there. There are some other guys that I would take at 27. But he, again, you're the Knicks. You need playmaking. You need, um, you know, defense doesn't, doesn't hurt. We do have some defenders in that backcourt, but it doesn't hurt to get more. Um, and just a solid secondary playmaker who can come off the bench and give you some pop. Um, so that's that, guys. I hope everybody's enjoyed this episode. A little on the shorter side tonight, but, you know, it's kind of hard to dive into a prospect who doesn't play on TV here, right? He's an international prospect, so I didn't get to see a ton of him when I watched college ball, you know, when the season was was on a couple months ago, so I didn't get to see any of him. Balmaro was a guy I had to just strictly look on the internet for and, and read up on scouting reports and watch film. Whereas with, with most players, you know, players that go to college in the U S they're easier to, you know, they're more convenient for me to, to actually do some research on because I actually, you know, I'll watch college games on TV from time to time and, and I'll actually see them live, but you know, international prospects may be a little harder for me to dissect. So I, I apologize if some of this is inaccurate, but again, I, I'm pretty sure I, I got the most, you know, most of this. Um, I don't think I missed anything too important here. I think I said, you know, the, the main, um, the main, uh, the main point here on, on Balmer also guys, I hope you enjoyed it. This is, uh, yeah, this is it for tonight. Uh, we still got some, you know, a little bit of more, a little more to go in terms of this, 
uh, late first, second round prospect scouting, and then we'll work our way down to the lotto. So guys, thanks so much for stopping by. Once again, Rob Carbone with episode 120 of BD4. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Guys, thanks so much. I'll see you next time. Ciao.